I didn't ever really think that I would enjoy the kind of like physical um, blue collar labor that is operating a bonsai garden. It's it's very blue collar. Yeah, the perception is definitely you have these very beautiful trees and they're absolutely perfect and you're pruning them every single day to make them look ideal and mm-hmm. it's a work of art and it's the most beautiful thing in the world. And the reality is is quite different than yeah. what the display in the photograph looks like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, the rom- the romanticized version of bonsai. No, straight up uh <clears throat> you know, my hands give me so many problems as a as a bonsai practitioner and it's not from doing bonsai. It, it's from operating a shovel so much. Oh. It's from putting my hands on the shaft of a shovel. Picking up heavy trees and yep. moving them. Rocks. Which, which rocks, which ties into the story of uh, April and Mariah when it was supposed to be, we're growing and showing. It was uh, the bonsai shuffle part. De, 70, tray, se- 78 or, degrees. And then two days later, a cataclysmic snowstorm. Yeah, that was a real bummer. Not, did, <laughs> exceeded, a real bum. exceeded expectations of the uh, weather predicting community and just quadrupled the high end of the potential <laughs> snow. Four times the amount of predicted snow. Yeah, I thought we could tolerate a skiff. I mean, you know, 117 degrees is uncharted. Uh, all, you know. Eight ten inches of the wettest, heaviest snow you've ever seen sitting on trees in full leaf. I don't know. I don't know what that the late, does. The latest date in the season of recorded history, and then let's just do it again, like two more days in a row after that. Man, just to just to, just to put the exclamation point on it. You know what it was? It was the it was the external landscape that took the just took an ass whooping though. I mean, maples we've been growing in the ground here for freaking, this is the 13th year I planted those things, like the first spring, half of it just ripped off and gone. That was, that was the, that, that actually, I mean, you know, I think we're really fortunate. I think we're super fortunate. It it wasn't worse. Yeah. And you've said that. And I think another thing, not to kind of jump to the end of that, but there's the, there's the initial shock and disappointment with a weather event like that, even when you think you're preparing and we did do a lot of work that Sunday night and you still got, got hammered Monday morning and we can talk about that more too. But the comment that you made earlier this week about, um, you know, we search so hard for trees that are impacted by nature mm. and all of this. And then, you know, we, then we bring them back to the garden and here they are living in the Hilton or whatever the expression uh-huh. the reference you made for. And it's like, oh, they're just living that Akadama pumice life. You know, uh-huh. everything's great. Got that oxygen, Controlled got that water. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, Mother Nature right on cue, you know? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Don't forget about me. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm starting to... Obviously, the heat last summer was such a turning point because it was like, oh, man, you can put this much effort into trying to be perfect as a bonsai practitioner. And when Mother Nature really wants to, there's not a single thing you can do. There's just not. It's just not the way it works. You know, a a catastrophic earthquake here would, I mean, you're basically starting over, you know, and that's a very real possibility. And there would be trees that would survive and there would be, you know, parts of the garden that survived and stuff, but like it would be catastrophic. You know, the heat was catastrophic as far as Mariah is concerned. Uh, (laughs) This cold event, you know, like you just keep keep taking licks. It's really, it's really fascinating. But, but uh, I started thinking about Dan Robinson 
and sort of his approach. And maybe Dan just wised up and learned what, what we're learning now, which is like, hey, you can try really, really hard to maintain this perfect form. But there's a lot of factors acting on trees in the garden itself, in the garden environment itself. Yeah, and we're going to find out a little bit more about Dan later this month. Yeah, yeah, we get to go see him. We have to go visit Atlantic Gardens. Yeah, it'll be fun to see Atlantic Gardens. It's like, this is why I chose the <coughs> word gnarly as the existence of uh, yeah. trees, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, but I think he was super aware of, of the gnarliness of the Pacific Northwest. This has always, it's always seemed like such a passive place to me. Because there aren't 14,000 foot peaks and, you know avalanches wiping people out and it's it's not like a mountainous environment but doggone it that the jet stream the interaction of the air currents in the pacific northwest the and it's even when you compare it to colorado you know you and i drove the covered wagon through the rockies coming out of 100 degrees and it was going to be what below 20 17 less, degrees yeah, that less night than 20 that night we were trying to outrun in early it. september like that imagine that happening here uh, we'd be very surprised. <laughs> we'd, be very, we'd be very surprised. Yeah, yeah. Can we get six refrigerated trucks to the uh, driveway right. stat? Right, we but need you to know put what every the other in there? totally. But you know what the other thing is? If you knee jerk react with like such severe preparation every time a possible winter event was going to occur, you would not be able to live life. In, in a normal fashion at Mirai. It's just not possible. You know, there would always be something to be super anxious, which I'm not saying there isn't. I would say the garden does cause me a tremendous amount of anxiety. But, uh, but at some point, you do have to find, like, a happy medium between trying to be so controlling and, like, accepting that there's going to be some damage, you know, just as, like, the bonsai lifestyle and being susceptible to the environment. Let's become part of it. That's yeah. just become part of it for me. Like either that or I need to quit doing bonsai. The let a tree be a tree thing too. So you can't yeah. con you can't control every single detail. Yep. It's not it's not that 100% manipulated and the the that goes yeah. back to the perception versus reality thing of like what people think it is and what the practice actually kind of looks like for most people. Yeah, well you and you know what it is too like spending 6 years with Mr. Kamura, I I never saw I never saw a catastrophic catastrophic event. And Mr. Kamura's like there was one time <laughs> when my dad came to Japan to to meet Mr. Kamura. Uh, my mom came and met him, and then my dad came over, and I was really proud of him for like being willing to do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, but when they got there, they were expecting a Katrina scale hurricane or typhoon to hit the island. My dad stayed for one night, had dinner with Mr. Kamura, and flew out. He's like, I can't get stranded in Japan, man. Oh, right. can't do it. Can't do it. He he couldn't even hardly hang out in my apartment. He's like, this this apartment is so small. It makes me claustrophobic. My dad barely fit in the shower. He's quite a bit taller than me. And he was just like, I, I, I'm going to leave. We had dinner. He's like, I'm out. Thanks so much. Good luck with the typhoon. <laughs> Good luck with the typhoon. Good luck with the typhoon. I hope you continue to enjoy Japan. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, like, we had to prepare for a lot of typhoons, and Mr. Kimura would set a few trees on the ground, but we never went through the garden and, like, completely rearranged everything for a weather event. And honestly, every typhoon went to the went to the uh, west side of the island. Like, it, it completely steered clear of the Kanto Plains. So it was like, I never really saw that. 
you know, as far as bonsai and, and, and pre that, I went to school in Central Coast of California. There is not severe weather there. There's not severe weather. Unless there's a fire, which they're so suppressed in the Mediterranean region, and unless you run out of water, those are your two events, man. You know, so when you think about it, it's like ugh, the Pacific Northwest has been to have a garden <clears throat> in an environment like this. It's been it's been uh, an education. It's been a complete education. I thought I heard you say before at some point, I don't know if it was in class or on a podcast a while ago, like maybe quite a while ago. But when you were first talking about coming up here, it's part of the story of like looking at the properties and like talking with Randy and, you know, being a little bit familiar with the area. Didn't Randy like kind of, I don't want to use the word mislead, but, but <laughs> completely it, misled and indicate that the weather here, he's like, you're not going to get any snow. It's the, it's, it's just outside of Portland. Oh, it's like man. such a temperate climate. It's going to be so easy to grow trees here. Yeah. 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 Cause I'm like, what's it like? You know, I mean, I, I knew that it was a nursery capital of North America and one of the nursery, one of the nursery epicenters of the world. But I was like, what's it like? And he's like, never really gets too hot. You know, doesn't really get too cold. If it snows, it's gone the same day. Just it's, a little skiff. You know, it's just, it's pretty mellow. It has been anything but that. Anything but that. But you know what? The grass is always greener. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to yeah. go yeah. to escape Mother Nature? It, in, it just doesn't happen. You, you see the, uh, it's like, what do they call it? Zone envy, I think is the the slang where sure. people just, and I wish I wish I lived in, you know, fill in the blank as yeah. what they can grow there. And, you know, some of the tropical work that's happened here. We've kind of talked about that. We're like those trees, like they're doing okay. They're hanging in there in yeah, the yeah, greenhouse. They're, they're fine. But they're not, they're not like, thrive. they're not rocking out. No. They're not, they're not in Florida. They're not in, yep. you know, where, wherever your tropical climates are. It's like, they just, you're kind of forcing something to happen. Yeah, yeah, you're trying, you know, you're trying just like trying to grow temperate trees on a like, su you know, subtropical or temperate border. It's just like, yeah, it'll survive. But surviving, surviving in bone size, not that fun, you know? You don't get to do anything with a tree that's surviving. You get to do uh, stuff with trees that are thriving, which again is why I, you know, kind of oriented here. But you got to earn it. You definitely got to earn it. The ra the range of trees you can grow here still has to be at that upper echelon. Gigantic it seems to be like. Gigantic. What, what, of course, there's the the local the local favorites, the North American natives and stuff that that are like geared for this climate. But it seems like you can get away with. Most everything except for tropicals. Yeah, and I think if you if you try to like flip flop, um, I think it is easier to try and warm an environment up than it is to try and cool an environment down. You know, so like there are things we can do in the garden to grow trees that necessitated more heat in terms of like materials and and layout and design. But like, man, unless you want to pump a ton of resources into like the quality of light that the that tropicals need the humidity and the heat on a consistency that's really tough to do it's doable it's really tough to do you'd have to be highly motivated uh to do it i i do i do think you know the pacific northwest especially elongating species god you can do them well here but that's what thrives mm -hmm. they, i mean the larches what we can do with the larch what we can do with the spruce like it's the hemlock it's worth it to be here it's worth it to be here but i think also some of the challenges I don't know. I mean, you're here now. You see it. Some of the challenges are just simply a, 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 a proportion of scale, proportion of scale of a garden of this size. You know, it's really, yeah. it is a big garden. The scale is, is, you know, being here for a class for, you know, four or five days 
and experiencing it. You know, you're not always like fully engaged in kind of what's happening around you because you're here to study and focus, but like being here now every day and seeing the scale and scope, especially when we had like a few sunny days. The, fir- the first time we had yeah. a few sunny days mm-hmm. in a row and you start to get a taste of what it's going to be like to actually water the entire garden and be aware of that many trees and what's going on with them. You know, there's the break that you've talked about where you and Troy get a chance to, you know, do the landscape work and other thing. And people look forward to the rainy season, but it's like, now that you're coming out of it, you kind of go, Oh boy, you know, summer's just around the corner. Bu- bu- buckle up. Yeah. yeah there's going to be a up. lot of watering to be done mm-hmm. around here. Mm-hmm. This is going to get to be quite, uh, quite laborious. Yeah, it is. It, and, and it's, um, I would say the water load here and the tree care load fertilization nutrition, pruning, you know, this is really kind of where Mariah is at because now there's a critical mass of refined trees of the the highest quality. The highest quality. I mean, it really, really is. As far as the material, it's 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 uh, it's on that world class level. So you don't get to you don't get to mess around as much. That's that's kind of where I'm at. And that world class quality of material, and it kind of goes through the full spectrum. Obviously, the collected trees and some of the great nursery stock and field grown, et cetera. Yeah. But but uh, that ties into the comment about the quantity because it's like, well. I really don't want to get rid of anything. They're all beautiful. No, it's not. It's not like there's a tree here. You've said for years there's not a tree in the garden you don't love. It wouldn't. Mm. It wouldn't be here. Be, you know. Can't. Can't. So, so what yeah, do you can't do? do it. Yeah. You, you got to go. Yeah. Pick. Pick your favorite child. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting, but I mean, I think that's a big part of why you're here too. You know, yeah. because we just uh, adding adding skilled and talented hands to being able to manage the bonsai like. Uh, we are doing, I would say this spring, more styling and pruning and handling than we have historically in the past because we repotted so heavily last year. And now mm. this year has been a light, I would say lighter, but we also had the greenhouse maxed out, you know? The greenhouse is maxed out. I can confirm that. Was, was. was. Yeah, yeah, actually, I mean, we're on the way we still have repotting to do. We're still, we're not done yet, but it's nearing an end for sure. And I, I think focusing on, you know, the, the discussion of this nutrient experiment that we're doing with, we, we hint at it on the live stream uh, and live Q&As and whatnot, but the more that we prune the trees in the garden and we apply these recommendations, uh, the more that we're learning. You know, So the, the, the real focus on care and nutrition and soil and foyer, sort of foyer analysis has been super enlightening i think you know it's 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 an amazing experiment regardless of what happens we will have a database of application and information that is going to be highly highly scientifically valuable super scientifically valuable yeah it's it's hard to really understand you know what that's going to look like until it's all done i guess right yeah, you're yeah. still in the middle of it but 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 based on the limited amount that i've even seen there is and I, you know, I don't read these charts like, you know, the guys you're talking to, but it, it does seem like there is a very visible change of the things that you don't want in your plant material. You know, the quantities of those items has been going down, which yeah. is like, well, that's, that was the goal. Yep. You know, that was the goal. Yeah. 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 The real key will be to see what happens as the trees get ramped up and start growing, you know, yeah. because, uh, if they, if they grow with vigor, you know, what is the aesthetic of the growth that is created by this nutrition? How does nutrition impact the quality and the, and the, 
uh, inner the, node the visual or whatever. Of the growth. I mean, what totally. does that do? Absolutely. The what can you do without ammonium-based fertilizers and the decandling of multi-flush pine in the second flush? Needle length, fully maturing, inner node length. How does nutrient application now, if you're going with more formalized recommendations, change? Because it comes with a change of aesthetic. Listen, the bonsai that we know are built off of fertilization as it has existed. That's an aesthetic too. And chemical application for control of disease totally. and pest or whatever. Yeah. And and I I've kind of thought about this a lot. We've and of course everybody here talks about it too, but it's like the reliance on that, but there's also the beautiful aesthetic that's been created. And I guess today in the Q and A earlier, somebody had asked about um, an issue that they had with their trees. I can't remember. It must have been the form because there was a, there was a photo that would make more sense. But um, and you were just indicating that some of the types of chemical application, no, you can't get these things anymore. Yeah. So yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, this is the other part of the conversation, which I don't know if you talked about it as much, but it's like even if you wanted to go that route. I yeah, it's becoming harder and harder. Yeah, that, yeah that's yeah. a limitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if there's no way to control it and that product isn't available anymore, it's like, well, that's obviously it's shown that it wasn't sustainable because the products don't even exist or they're so toxic they're outlawed now or yep. whatever it is. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah, it's uh, finding alternative methods are, are it was inevitable it was as inevitable as as needing to limitate uh needing to eliminate the limitation of physical presence you know teaching with mariah live like there's no there's no way to pursue bonsai at a at a high level as a professional if you're always on the road mm-hmm. but if you can still teach and be working on evolving your knowledge and information that's like the that's like the magic sauce that was the magic sauce so if you can uh, be nutritioning trees and also decreasing your pest and disease exposure, that's some magic sauce for 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 sustainability. Oh, for sure. You know, and it's le- less. Okay, is there anything worse than those stories you tell about when you thought you had a problem X across the whole garden or whatever, and you're like, "Well, what was my what was my other career choice?" You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What a mind. What a mind game it all is. I was so broken last summer after the heat, though. I mean, I was I was spiritually, you know, the house is vandalized and freaking you go into heat that just destroy. I mean, you're talking years of destruction, live veins gone off of junipers, entire sections, apex regions of ponderosas toasted a few, you know, completely, completely bit the dust. It was, yeah, it was, it was feels like you're due for a really good year. I feel like it. And then this fucking snow. (laughs) comes raging in like just a bad habit god i thought sherry's description of it today was perfect it was unwelcome it was unwelcome it was so unwelcome you know why it's not winter anymore yeah yeah there's the whole romantic uh aspect of snow of like you know the first one of the fall or the Uh, late fall early winter you know people are just like oh it's so it's just so beautiful to see the 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 snow tip trees all around you and stuff right about now it's like we saw the 78 degree sunny day uh-huh. we, we were moving in a whole other yeah, yeah, direction yeah. my spirit's in a different place my soul doesn't exist here anymore <laughs> was thinking about maybe bringing some shorts out you know like hey it's go time straight up when i was so i was sleeping and i heard a car spinning out outside of the window you know where in portland and i i wake up i look outside and there is so much snow on the ground. 
I mean, I went to sleep and it wasn't snowing. I woke up and there was a lot of snow. And then I looked at the cameras at Mariah and I was like, oh my God. I put my clothes on at 2.30 a.m. and I drove out to Mariah. And it was like, thank goodness I got here. Because, I mean, literally the first tree I saw was completely destroyed. You know, so I was like, this could be really, really bad. That heavy snow, I think, was the difference too, right? I didn't I mean, realize just... I didn't realize snow be that heavy, honestly. I've never seen anything like that. I really haven't. It completely tore the hornbeam uh landscape tree limb by limb from the top to the bottom of the tree. It was a straight pole and all of those branches. It's unbelievable. It was it was crazy. I'm glad like a greenhouse didn't collapse or something. Yeah, it could have been worse. And that was the thing is as bad as it was, the fact that you were out here early made all the world of difference. And then Maybe. you look, yeah, who well, knows? we hope, we yeah. hope. I mean, yeah, it had, it had to it What had if to I helped. didn't need to do that? And I could have just slept all night and just yeah. been like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> that, that day probably would have been a better day. I can tell you the Yatsubusa elm, you know, that is a susceptible tree to snow loads and i have never thought that before but when i got over there and took the snow off of that and i pushed like the first pile and saw the whole like all of the branching starting to like crack and i was just like oh my god this is crazy we were on the cusp of a much bigger catastrophic meltdown we were on the cusp it could have been a lot worse could could have been a lot worse and i haven't seen or heard you know some of the other people in the portland area the other uh you know kind of noted hobbyists and, and other professionals and stuff but um, I haven't, I guess I haven't heard any good news either, but I, oh. I, ho- I hope it wasn't that bad. Well, I'll tell you this, you know, I was out near Andrew Robson and Michael Hagedorn. I was out that way the afternoon, <clears throat> you know, the afternoon of, you know, the morning, like we were cleaning up the, the late afternoon I was out there and they were like, we just got a skiff. Oh. So it was really heavy on the the southwest part of Portland. That was it, it was gnarly. The trees up there just got completely destroyed. Yeah. And this goes right to building a behemoth and incredible Space Odyssey 2001 shade structure to dominate the entire garden. Yeah. Yeah. As Taft would say, it could survive a zombie apocalypse. It could survive. <laughs> yeah, I think we should definitely try the to structure film. will be here long after Mariah is gone. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine like the next people who inhabit the planet. Ten thousand years later. Yeah, yeah. what's that going to yeah. look like when yeah. they just stumble across this place in the forest? This relic. Like, yeah, the forest is overgrown, but clearly mankind was here before. Highly evolved civilization. Absolutely. Look at the, look at the measurements, the spacing. Exactly. This probably was built at a, around the same time as those pyramids They're gonna that we found. Unearth. They're going to unearth the footings and be like, what was this great structure that held civilization? The pinnacle of society. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It could be like... The, yeah. Hey, listen, look. Look, look, here's the deal. The Stonehenge of our time. If 117 degrees happens once, it can happen again. And next time, we're going to be ready, baby. We're going to be ready. Yeah, oriented to match up with a compass. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for the garden evolution. The benches, we had to... We officially recognized that our... My initial effort... I love the cantilever bench design. I thought it was beautiful. It is beautiful. Very limited contact with the earth. Uh, very interesting asymmetrical design, and it worked. It worked, but it is susceptible. It is susceptible with the size of trees that we have, and when that wood ages, and it just got to a point where we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't roll the dice anymore. And here's also what I learned: is that when you put something in concrete, it's hard to take it out. Fact. 
Fact. Fact. <laughs> yeah. Because you were here to help me take them all out. I with was the here. Excavator. Yeah. Like this is the most. This is the biggest. Uh, I would say this is the biggest. Beyond the original excavation, this is the biggest. Well, you tear us the whole property. And yeah, everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is in. by far the biggest uh, mechanical injection into the main pad of the garden in twelve years. And the work area has be has changed a lot because it's there's so much to you know. It's like you're doing this inside of a museum, an yeah. outdoor museum. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like, hey, don't yeah, touch that. You know. Yeah, this is this is really where uh, it, it it's so nerve wracking to have people who don't handle bonsai around bonsai, but you know there is a a skill and a talent to being an operator, a heavy machinery operator. There's a skill and a talent to being a fabricator, to being a carpenter. But at Mirai, none of those skills and talents really usurp the necessity to have an awareness and care for the trees. Because it doesn't matter how talented you are, you just can't be a concrete guy around these trees. It's like, it really forces us to be a lot more than bonsai practitioners. Yeah. You gotta do a lot of it yourself. Gotta do it yourself. In, in the dingo, which I thought was the most indestructible piece of equipment I'd ever bore witness to, mm-hmm. uh, met its match with the significant, huge concrete foundations that you'd previously yeah. placed. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. It couldn't do it. In fact, the first excavator couldn't do it. We had to step yeah. up the game a little bit. We wanted to go with the smaller excavator, the mini, make sure it was like a 17, John Deere 17. Now, now here's quite the enough. thing. E- even, even with heightened awareness of mariah's a garden and having constructed it myself did we almost take out the shade structure did we almost take out the shade structure we did troy we did. If, you're, if you're listening we're sorry we <laughs> and that and that patch job that i did it's, it's been a sort of secret i'm ready to come clean yeah it's, are you <laughs> bare your soul listen the shade structure held up but it definitely showed that it has some chinks in its armor as far as durability and it's time it's time to make the transition you know everything evolves uh, with the destruction of the house, it brought about a whole new mentality. And uh, yes, Space Odyssey, I don't know, but it's going to be pretty freaking awesome. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, the current the current shade structure definitely has developed a good side and a bad side now. So you got to look at it just through the right lens. Yeah. Not, not catch that extra little wrinkle. But, yeah, you really do. But uh, she'll make her. She'll make her for another couple months. And we're going to, I mean, it's going to be so different in a, just a few months from now than what it looks like right now. Yeah. Yep. You know what I see? A lot more bonsai being shuffled. That's, that's actually, that's actually the thing I'm dreading the most is just moving. But thank goodness. Thank goodness that we did the the bulk of excavating now because there wasn't a discussion of that when we started, you know, it was just like, all right, so we got to expand the shade structure. This is a real thing. Maybe it can serve other purposes. And then suddenly it was like, wait, if we wait till June when this thing's going to be ready, should we excavate now? Turns out that's going to be a good, good move. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's crazy. God, I mean, that's, it's... Been, that's been a monster job. You know what's funny is if you knew the scope of it, you wouldn't do it. That's that. I feel like this from the beginning of my apprenticeship. If I hadn't known what apprenticing for six years in Japan was going to be like, there's no way you start. Looking back, if I had known this was what it was going to take to be a bonsai professional, I probably wouldn't have been a bonsai professional. You know? But it's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to find something else to do? No way. We're, we're too deep now. Way too deep. You're pretty deep. Way too deep. You're pretty deep. Way pretty too committed. deep. But I actually think it's coming out of like being really challenging. It's starting to get very, very fun. 
starting to be very, very fun. Not starting. The, the fun factor is exceeding now with the team at Mirai and what we're doing and the exciting. Yeah, because uh, let's be really honest. We're making some really cool stuff. It's unbelievable. Like the other day you, you said it, I think just in an offhanded conversation in just a normal kind of way and just listed all the things that are kind of have happened in the past few months and will happen in the next few months. And you just think, huh, that, that's kind of a lot of stuff. That's a that's, and a, it's lot, good that's stuff. a lot of cool. It's a lot yeah. of cool stuff. And building the app, which I mean, we talk about. You think Beta. you guys out? You think you guys out there are hearing about the app a lot? You, you should hear about about the app here when you're living and breathing it. Like Lonnie's nodding, nodding her head. It, it, she loves that's the true. app, by the way. Shout out. <laughs> Stay strong. You but, know, you you know who doesn't like the app right now is Ryan. Ryan, is Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Neal's feeling the crunch of the app. Coming straight out the dome, but but that but that's that, that's true. That's really the the app is coming straight out of my brain. The, the research that's having to take place is part of the organization and content selection and reviewing everything and just realizing, yeah, there actually has been a ton of content produced, insane amount insane, of content, insane, insane, it, uh, pff, insane. You know what? It it does just go to show you, though, instead of like coming back to if you knew what it would take, you wouldn't do it. It doesn't matter, though, because, you know, you start and then you you, you do it another step and another step yep. and you set another stone and you build another bench and you wire another tree and you and you repot another pine and you, you know, you you put another pillar in the ground, expand a num- number of monkey poles, put some more gravel down. It's like. Pretty soon, if you just keep doing that, you know, like every day chip away, it's amazing. Time is uh, time is a fascinating thing. MRI time is a total vortex, like a weird thing, you know, but also, man, a lot of stuff gets done. A lot of stuff gets made. Gobbling up these five acres mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like the creative, I think the, 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 the creative community at Mirai is, is really a special thing, special thing to be a part of. Yeah, I was so excited. And I, I mentioned this to you probably yesterday or something, I think, too, and during something else. But uh, just the idea of doing more Mirai in the wilds ever after having been a part yeah. of the Redwoods trip and yeah. just seeing like, you know, being aware of on the other side as a student and a consumer of all the amazing content, et cetera, you know, like. It's like, oh, there's a lot of really cool stuff, but to see like the other side of like what goes into it and how passionate everybody was about it yeah. and the um just the quality, good vibes, camaraderie, effort. It was just that was pretty pretty rock and roll. Pretty yeah. rock and roll. Yeah, that was good stuff. To do to do more of that I think would be would be great. I know you would love to. It's just like such a cool experience. Not only would I love to, I mean that's really that's really what that's really what motivates me now is doing that. That's that's really the carrot that's dangling out there to keep pushing super hard is is the mariah in the wild project not not because it's like not because we can't do it we can do it but it's but it's such a um it's such a uncharted territory for you know what is what what are you do what are you doing with it you know it really it really becomes its own body of work and like what are you trying to say what is you know what's the purpose of each project and also look let's go back to it Mother Nature creates inspirational places and we're inspired by the fact that things are still alive there. It's not a friendly place to go. Most of the places, I got to say, the Redwoods was really friendly. 
that week in particular was was pretty stunning. The redwoods were are, are very friendly. Hence calm. them being the tallest trees in the world. Yeah. Okay. Not a bad place to hang out. Very comfortable, in fact. They get a few windstorms. I can handle that. Resistance to fire. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big yeah, one. The I fire, guess, right? Yeah. 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 I guess fire. Fire is a biggie. Fire's a toughie. Fire's that one is tough to deal with. Yeah, yeah. That's a little. There's a little sport. There's foreshadowing there. Yeah, yeah. Do you think earthquakes make redwood makes redwoods fall over? It has to, right? Like, I guess if it was like if the earth actually separated through major roots, it would be like that's right. On. Yanking I mean, a redwoods, pot out from Northern a tree. California has major faults off the coastline. Mm-hmm. I would, I would think that that there are a significant loss of trees in an earthquake, in a serious earthquake. That's but I've, the, I've never, I don't know that. I've never even read any literature about that. That's our Nesquin ghost forest story. Oh, really? That, well, the one, the Oregon coast, when RC was up here and we went over there and they had that 2,000-year-old spruce forest that oh, was yeah. like the coastline changed from an earthquake and then it happened again and But they're not tipped it. over. They're not tipped over, you know? Those are just all dead stumps yeah. sticking up. It's wild, yeah, though. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, the, 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 the other thing that you really brought as a potential idea for impact is just like, what does the toxicity of smoke from forest fires do to trees? That's been a, a fascinating thing to consider because clearly the garden as a, as a uniform whole last year was like, we're not feeling super good. We didn't really have that nice time in the fall that we were looking forward to to, 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 to chill out and, and grow some vascular tissue. Yeah, no, I think it was like... <coughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah. Don't worry, it's exactly. a wet cough. Yeah, yeah, and last year, they, yeah, last year it had to recover from it to a degree. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Mother Nature, you're unfriendly but beautiful. Yeah, impacting... I, lo- I, I love you, but it's a contentious relationship at times. Yeah. Impacting the trees that we love, whether they're out in the wild or the landscape or right here in the garden. It's and just, just can't get away. There is, there is no, there is no priority. You know, there is no golden child. There's no, there's no tree that's safe. Uh, it's there. It's just, it, it's a, it's a, it's a random occurrence, completely random occurrence of elements that alter trees for to a significant degree and create the ancient aesthetic. It just is. Is this part of the juxtaposition of the, you know, the Yamadori, the wild trees, and then you look at some of the idealized deciduous forms that are scarless and clean? Is there something there? Did you, when you were in Japan, was that a conversation about how nature is so rugged and then it's like, Yes, they have the, you know, the teen aesthetic. And I know some of that's post-World War II and the organization. Mm-hmm. But then you like you sprinkle in the deciduous of like how much the scarless, clean, perfect, like kind of youthful thoughts and mm-hmm. feelings about what a tree looks like. You know, like it, it, it's strange to kind of see how those are highlighted, I guess. Yeah. Or make sense, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I think like my, like, in an, if you think about it from like a OCD perspective of like the sensation that you get of of seeing something truly perfect, as perfect as you can make it, and still it's a living organism, so there's going to be imperfection, right? Like that, like quest, the effort of that quest, the 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 you know serotonin release of seeing that aesthetic, the 
sense of control, but it's uh, so ephemeral because then, you know, something the tree does something, you lose control to a degree and you have to accept that. It's almost it's almost like a masochistic kind of pursuit, right? But I think when I look at Japan and I look at a place like Nikko, you know, which is Ieyasu Tokugawa's summer meditation spot. It's a it's a UNESCO World Heritage site. The entire landscape, the entire mountainsides there are are controlled. Hmm. You know, the every single tree is pruned. Every when you go to those big parks and Japanese gardens that are, I mean, you're talking about extensive acreage of manicure to the highest degree manicured land. It's the whole thing I think is tied together. You know, the whole thing I think is tied together. The, 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 the flawless decision. You can't trunk. separate it. Yeah, it's I, I don't know how you separate and it. And I, and I also think this is really where I think it's, I think it's hard to understand, you know, one of the cultures that I look at and find to be the most com- complex for me to understand the mentality of, uh, even though I think it's like so closely related to the United States, is like the Australian culture. It's really interesting uh, the way that landscape and the way Australian culture is and exists. We speak English, influenced by similar sort of you know points of origin uh potentially you know as far as as from a lot of descendant from england descended from england kind of structure etc and the cultures are very very different when you think about it and those aesthetics are working themselves out it's like there is a point hypothesizing about sort of the formality of the japanese bonsai model and looking at those landscapes and stuff is just beyond uh understanding it's beyond understanding, I think. You know, it's just a, it's a hypothesis. It's a cultural limitation of the most complex intricacies of Japanese culture being identifiable. It's like somebody trying to write a book about wabi-sabi. It's like, well, that's... It's pretty tough to explain wabi-sabi. It's, it's tough to explain a sensation and a nuance, you know? Like, we try, especially the Western mind thinks that it's possible. It thinks that there's words that can describe that. But it's very... It's too complex for that. It really is. It's yeah. older, it's more mature, it's more exercised, it's more embedded and ingrained as a cultural concept and understanding and since it's an embodiment, you know? Yeah, America isn't that old either. We're not. We're, we're not kind of young. Don't think, a, and we don't think like that. Yeah. Those subtleties aren't a part of when I was in when I was in Italy one time, I, I was talking to a really educated individual who studied uh, sociology, a lot of cultural related, humanistic related behavior throughout the world, and and he his commentary on his own culture, which was you know Italian culture, is listen, things might be a little crooked or not quite work exactly as they're supposed to, but Italian culture is there to represent beauty, craftsmanship, artistry at every turn, you know? I mean, at every turn and also when it's time for things to be organized, they will be. And he's like, because we've been here for thousands of years. And that is like something that I cannot comprehend. It really it, it really is a unique, that's a unique vantage point to view the world from. Mm-hmm. 
And that's not something that I understand. And Japanese culture has that too. You know? I feel like you talked about that with uh, your conversations with Ofer mm. when you were over in, uh, he's right there in Israel. Yeah. 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 Inter- oh, interesting. I don't remember that part of that conversation. Just some of the history of the region and the understanding of like time and how that impacts it and the reference point versus, you know, what we think is a big deal in a, in a young country's life versus... Uh, another area or yeah. region where they've been mm-hmm. like, bro, we've dealt with that. Mm-hmm. Don't bro me. Yeah. 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 Just dealt with it for so much more. And the, the complexity level has been so much deeper. It's like you guys will, it's so, not, it, it'll work. It, yeah, it, it, it'll get figured okay. out. Yeah. 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 At Ofer is a deep dude. Uh, I was really excited uh, that Ofer is going to be a part of the Pacific Bonsai Expo. Yeah, when Eric was talking about that. Yeah, Eric spoiler was alert. up here. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know what it's going to look like. There's no spoiler. People <laughs> probably are largely unaware of Ofer Grunwald's work. Uh, there's a podcast with him when, when Ricardo and I went to Israel and Randy Knight joined us. God, that was an epic trip. That was awesome. And we went up to Gollum Heights and then, oh, wow, that was really something special. Um, but Ofer is a phenomenal artist first you know, curator of the Jerusalem Botanical Gardens Bonsai Collection, but he's just an artist first. So to have a uh, an installation of his work at an exhibition on the West Coast is really something to be excited about. Yeah, get your entries in for the Pacific Bonsai yeah, Expo. I guess so, huh? I guess yeah. so. We got to do that too. Jeez. That's Jeez on our Louise. list. Yeah. We have a lot of things to do. Yeah, it's a busy place. It's a busy place. It's a busy place. It's good to... It was good to sit down and hopefully exercise the demons. I don't know what it's supposed to be tonight. We're still in the cold, but hopefully we don't get any more snow like that. Exercise the demons of yet another weather event. Heaters on. Catch y'all up on Mirai. Things are changing. There's one thing to be sure. It's, it, it will keep changing. The change is constant at Mirai. The change is constant. Yeah, the change is constant. Couldn't be happier doing what we do, though. Yeah. Exciting to see the deciduous garden. Oh, Troy! Troy putting that last uh, last couple yeah, last couple screws in those monkey bolt tops today. Hallelujah! It's about here. We're gonna arm that thing up, landscape. It's gonna be. Didn't even let the let the last screw get sunk, and we're already talking about the next thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! I see. That's Lon- Lonnie's bringing attention that uh, tomorrow is a very special day in Mariah history. That's right. That's right. That's right. We didn't even we didn't even think about talking on this podcast about the anniversary of Mariah I am looking tomorrow. At a, I'm looking at a menu pulled up on a computer screen across the room, and I did think about saying something about that, but I was like, well, well is it time? I guess it's timely. By the time this comes out, you guys would have all. I mean, this today has gone and passed. If you're listening to this, well, you can what a celebrate. Weird thing to say. You can celebrate with us because you know the 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 anniversary anniversary of Mariah. As far as people listening to Asymmetry, tuning into Mirai Live, anticipating the launch of the app, studying on site, like, you know, everybody's on the ride with us. Let's 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 all be real here. We're in this together. We're in this, this together. Point, you know, we're in this together. We're, we're in one this big together happy at family. this point. That's right. It keeps going, you know, because we're all in it together and motivated by the same thing. But yeah, that's it. Thank you, Lonnie. Thanks for bringing years. that up. Yeah. 12 no, years th- tomorrow. This is actually the finality. Let's see. I want to go 2010 to 11, 11 to 12, 12 to 13, 13 to 14, 14 to 15, 15 to 16, 16 to 17, 17 to 18, 18 to 19, 19 to 20, 20 21, 21 to 22. Yeah, it's the beginning of our 13th year. 
I thought that it was the end of our 13th year. Are you serious? It's the yeah. shit. Yeah, you just oh, lost a year. No, no, I thought I'd gotten the unlucky 13 out of the way. And I was like, sure, yeah. I mean, we're moving past it. Yeah, I thought we were the heat event. I was like, oh, yeah, 13th year. That's what happened. Nope, we're just entering it. God, I hope this isn't, this is an ominous sign. Snow in April. <laughs> now it just got real. Wait a second. No, I'm just kidding. No, I think we're the arrows, the arrow points up here all the time. Arrow points up, which is one of the best things about being here. The positivity, yeah, yeah, the community. Yeah. Got to keep moving forward. The team here. Got to keep moving forward. You got to keep moving forward. Uh, it really, the, the heat event really reframed things for me. It, it's good. I got to say, before we cut out, it's good to be continually, not continually. Let's say, let's say not continually. It's good to be forced to reevaluate your priorities. There's there's nothing there's nothing wrong. Although it might be uncomfortable, there's nothing wrong. And last year certainly with the 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 cold event that, you know, basically tore the gutters off the greenhouse and then uh and, and snow and uh and then the heat event that effectively did a lot of damage and and you know, it's like you look at it, you look I I do anyways. I look at it and I'm like this sucks. This this does not feel good. And then you say, is it worth it? And it's like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I guess so. I guess so. We're still here. We're st- we're still here. You just got here. Oh, wait. Yeah. You just got here. The beginning of the journey, but you have integrated quite well. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's a it's a good group. They make it easy. Yeah, yeah. You keep saying that, but let's let, let let's go. This is this is being is this being recorded? Oh, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to escape. Yeah. You don't get to escape. When you say slowly trying, now you live at Mirai. It's official. Yeah. I'm it's a piece been of, official. I'm, I'm a mean, piece of furniture. That happened three months ago. It feels like it's been a year. How long does it feel like Ira's been here, Lonnie? Years. Years, years right? plural. Years, right? I mean, technical, technically, you have been here years. You've been studying here years. But, but now, like even being here three months, it's like, oh, you've always been a part of the team. I like that feeling. It feels like that for me. Does it? Yeah, it does. Mm. I think people has, has people any of the shine rubbed off of Mirai? No shine has rubbed off of Mirai, but it has. <laughs> that's such a direct question. I'm sorry. No, that that's was good. Like, that was like I just shot right up your nose. Yeah, just like <laughs> even understanding that a lot of work would go into making things happen here, and seeing that a lot of capable people are working here and being exposed to that on a smaller level as students. But now being here, it's like it's even more work than I thought, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not like turned off by that or anything. But it definitely was like, oh, it, you know, there's a lot to do here. I mean, mm-hmm. I knew there was a lot to do here, but it's even yeah. more than I thought. It's not possible. It's not possible for anybody who isn't in 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 the ecosystem of Mirai to really understand how, how much goes into making this place what it is. Yeah, I I, I actually I like that. I like that. Hopefully it does look effortless. Hopefully it does. Oh, interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like that's doing something well. Like to make a beautiful bonsai and have it look effortless means the gesture is on point. But it is far from effortless to do a lot of the things that we're doing here. Yeah. Behind yeah, the to scenes, be sure. behind the scenes, everything's getting built slowly but surely. Yeah. Yeah, just keep going one one step in front of the other. Keep moving forward. That's the goal. That's the goal. Got to. Round in the corner, Round entering the corner. our 13th year motto. 
Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward at all costs. Keep moving forward. Because if you if you ain't moving forward, you go in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to sit down, man. Yeah, for sure. We haven't done this before. Yeah, I guess we kind of have. We kind of have, really. but not like this. This is the uh, uh, this is the impromptu garden update. Um, Bonsai Shuffle Deluxe episode. The the podcast the podcasts that are coming though, I'm really excited for. Leah being a part of the team is is exciting too. For sure. Leah yeah, we'll Leah, have to get, Leah, we'll have to Leah get Leah brings yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll she'll at some point she'll join us on the podcast for sure. But Leah being a part of the team, I sense the podcast will become a bigger deal. And that's exciting because there's a lot of interesting people to talk to. Let's do it. Yeah. Thanks for sitting down. Yeah, thank you, man. Peace. Peace.